Richard, welcome to Behind the Wind Show with Dennis Sierpenis. Thanks for having me, Dennis. Absolutely. So I don't really know you much, uh, yeah. but you're from my area. Yep. So tell me about yourself. Yeah, man. So um, been a plumber since I was 19 years old. Okay. Uh, got kind of pushed into the industry by having my first child. So I was okay. actually a dishwasher and a cook before I became into the trades. And okay. My wife got pregnant, and it was like, this ain't going to work. i got to do something more. <laughs> so uh, when I was a kid, I used to get in a lot of trouble. I wasn't the best kid. Okay. My dad had me out in the yard digging up sprinkler lines and fixing them when I would get in trouble at school or whatnot. And, right. Uh, so I knew I had something there. Steve Allen in uh, Maui, I had moved there when I was 16 years old, and uh, that's where I got my wife pregnant and met mm-hmm. my wife, and we're still together today, three boys later. And awesome. Tw- 22 years later. Awesome. And... Uh, Moved to Hawaii, did that deal, walked into Steve Allen's shop, Allen's Plumbing in Maui, and was like, give me a job, dude. Like, I need I need something. Right. And he said, we're not training. I'm not, I'm not going to give you an opportunity. We don't have time for you. So I showed up every Monday for two months in a row. And I knocked on the door. I walked in. I said, dude, give me a shot. And he wouldn't, wouldn't do it. And then eventually, I was at the beach one day swimming, and he called me, and he said, hey, Richard, come talk to me. I was like, all right. Uh, I'm not really prepared. I can be there in 15 minutes, but I got slippers and shorts on, man, and I don't want to show up unprepared for an interview. He's like, thank you for letting me know. Come on down. I'll see you in 20 minutes. I was like, all right. Awesome. So we uh, walked in there and shook my hand. I started the next day. Gave gave me an opportunity. So I did a lot of solar hot water heating uh, back then for him. Okay. Learned to run copper, solder pipe, things like that. Learned the, the deal with the beginning plumbing stages of just hot water. Right, right. Um, did that for a couple of years, and he actually wouldn't let me do anything else. Right. So I got a little frustrated with him, let him know, you got three months to give me a better opportunity or I'm out of here. And, uh, and he knew you were persistent he, he by did. now. He absolutely did. And I, I mean, when I see something, I don't let go, right? Like, right. This is what's happening. So uh, he actually let me go. He didn't fire me. I quit. Mm-hmm. And I went and did new construction for a couple of years. And oh, wow. Learned the whole trade, right? Right. A couple years later, my phone rings, and it's Steve Allen, and he offered me to come back. Give me give me a percentage of everything I did, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I became a, a leader of the company at that point. So first guys in the state of Hawaii to do pipelining, pipe bursting, things like that. And wow. all the old-time thoughts of the guys that he had didn't want to touch it. So right, I, right. I, had, I had a penny to fly on, you know? Right, right. Um, so it, kinda, it was a good opportunity. Where did you learn to show up every day, even though you got to know? Y- you know, it's... Shucks, I don't even know where I learned it. To be honest with you, um, my mom and dad were not easy on me. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't love it. Love them for it, but I'll right. tell you, it gave me a lot. Right, um, man. I, I know that if you want something, you got to work hard for it. And right, you, you got to go get it. Right, because it doesn't just happen. You got to be a squeaky wheel. Everything we get in life isn't given to us. It's we earn it. Right, it's right. that simple. Very cool. Yeah. So uh, you're in Hawaii. How did you find yourself to Washington? So my wife's from Tacoma. Okay. Um, we had three boys before my oldest son got into junior high, we had a decision to make if we were staying or going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we just chose to go to Washington. So mm-hmm. her parents are there. It was good mm-hmm. to get them close to grandparents and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so we landed in Washington. I had worked for Steve Allen in Hawaii for 13 years, and it was really hard to leave because I loved it there. Right. Um, and I came to Washington. I actually worked for six companies in six months. Right. And I had been at one job for 13 years. Just trying to find... I wasn't happy. Yeah. yeah. It was all about the... The culture, the, the support, like people support you, you are willing to keep trying harder, right? What was it about Steve's shop that you liked? Support. Those guys are great. I mean, it's a family company, right? I mean, right. Even though it's not a family company, 
the guys there are family. I mean, if one guy's beating his head on the wall, there's always somebody that'll step up and help. Right, right. And that's huge. Right. So when I came to Washington, it was like one for all kind of deal. Right, right. And I did not like that. So right. when we built our company, it was all about the culture and the team. So how did you decide to start your own company? Yeah, tell me yeah. about that. So Dan Hartso, my business partner, we grew up together since sixth grade in California. And uh, he knew business and I knew plumbing. Mm-hmm. He had actually just sold his uh, aquaponics company and he was selling equipment to grow vegetables and stuff yeah, in yeah. Colorado. So he had gotten rid of that and he was actually in California with a, a 22 foot sailboat and he was going to go sail around the world on a 22 foot sailboat. Oh my goodness. And all of us are giving him hell like what are you doing man? Like this yeah. is crazy. You, you can't do You're going to die. Like, right. We're never going to see you again. Right. <laughs> so he, he, I was telling him how I was hating life and I was thinking about moving to Hawaii, back to Hawaii. And he's like, why don't you open your own company? And I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know business, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I know plumbing. I'm really good at it. Never met anybody better than myself, if mm-hmm. you ask me. Mm-hmm. We're all kind of big-headed, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, <laughs> sounds like a sounds like a plumber, doesn't it? Sounds it? like a plumbing owner, yeah. yeah. And uh, so he was like, well, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? It's going to fail? I was like, yeah, dude, I don't fail. Like, everything I do, I succeed at or I don't do it. It's mm-hmm. that simple for mm-hmm. me in my life. He's like, well, how about I come help you get it started? Spend six months with you. I ain't doing nothing anyways. Pay me, give me somewhere to stay, and, uh, and then, then you can run with it. Mm-hmm. Worst mm-hmm. case, it fails, and you move back to Maui. I was like, okay. Okay. And then about two months into it. What year was that? That was 2013. Wow. Yeah. So he ended up staying about two months into it. He was like, how about I stick around, man? What do you think? And I was like, I wouldn't partner with anybody else, man. We've known awesome. each other our whole lives. It worked out well. He knew what I didn't. I knew what he didn't. Mm-hmm. Good partnership. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he stayed. Here we are eight years later. We're uh, just under $14 million in revenue last year. And shucks, I think we just cleared 96 employees. Awesome. Um, which is pretty neat. We're pushing up to the 100, 100 mark. Yeah. And this year we're shooting for $22 million. So, I mean, awesome. very driven. We're not afraid to fail. We we. We crash and burn regularly and learn our right. lessons just like anybody does. But, Absolutely. Um, and, you know, talking about the apprentice thing, I mean, yeah. you got to be willing to, to, to learn, right? Right. You ain't losing unless you, don't do it, unless you do it more than once. So you're, <laughs> so you're growing quickly. So how are you finding good young people or what, what's, what's your... Yeah, so we actually just started building an apprentice school. Okay. Um, and our goal is to get eight apprentices out every 12 weeks. Okay. Um, and that's our new thing that we're doing this year. In the past, it was as simple as finding great people that were willing to show up on time, be there, yeah. show up dressed well. How do you tell when a person shows up if they're great? It's like, how do you, how, is, how can you tell? I mean, conversation is everything, right? Mm-hmm. It, to me, at least. Mm-hmm. I'm a very uh, physical person, so. Right. If you're not looking me in the eye, you're not having a good conversation, you're not asking great questions. Right. I'm gonna ask you a lot of questions, and if you ain't got good answers, then we're probably done. Right, right. I mean, but if you're willing to go outside of your comfort zone, push yourself hard, then that shows me that you're willing to do whatever it takes. An observation I've had is it's amazing how many people come to an interview and don't know anything about your company. Yeah. Have you noticed that? I do. And so every once in a while, a guy shows up. He's been on our website. He's been on our Facebook. He knows a little bit about our company. And it's like, wow, this person's interested. Yeah. Have you noticed that? I have, totally. It's, it's like... And that's the easiest thing to do nowadays, right? On the on the drive to the interview, you can look it up, right? And it's amazing. Say, Most people don't. Yeah, I would say eighty percent of them don't. At yeah. least, if not ninety. It's like, and you want a job here? Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. Why here? Like, yeah, exactly. And that's one of my questions. Why hearts? You know, why right. do you want to be a heart services? Right. Well, I don't know. Your vans are orange. They're kind of cool looking. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, what else? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very cool. So um, you're gonna you're trying to train people in eight weeks that you're not... What, what are you hoping to accomplish in eight weeks? And is that is that like a... a, a Eight weeks of evening classes, or is that all day, or what does that look like? Yeah, so it's all day, um, five days a week, 40 hours a week. Okay. Um, so half the day is spent in the classroom with code book and uh, content, mm-hmm. take, taking tests. Our goal, I mean, you know as well as I do, the guys in Washington can't pass their test for some reason. Only 20% of people pass that test. Yeah, the first time. Yep. Um, and maybe even less on the first time. The yeah. rest of the guys are doing it three, four, five, six times until they yeah. just give up and find somebody that'll hire them without a license yeah um, our goal is to be able to breed these guys out and give them the knowledge in that first year mm-hmm. to where if they were able to take that test they could absolutely i mean I, I i passed it my second time not my first time right i passed it my first time in hawaii different tests though sure 100 questions versus 300 questions sure and one thing people don't get in the service industry is we don't get to practice this stuff every day right we're troubleshooting like, right stuff's already there Right. We're tearing it apart and re- rebuilding it. You know? Right. Um, right. So it's a little bit harder for these guys than the guys in the union are building the, building new stuff, right? I'm super impressed. I'm super impressed because one thing I've, um, I like to say that young people don't lack capacity. They no. lack teachers. Absolutely. And I think part of the reason only 20% of people pass that test is because as soon as they show any ability to work, they're getting thrown out in the work and no one's teaching them. 100%. And we've got to take that burden and actually teach them. And if we'll teach them, they'll learn. Yep. Their young mind's full of mush, right? And they're Absolutely. ready to go. And But we're not... So many contractors don't teach. Yeah. And everybody wants to talk millennials and all this stuff, right? I mean, I have three kids. One of them's 17, one of them's 15, and the other one's 11. Yeah. They're highly driven individuals. Right. And it wasn't from being a millennial, millennial, right? Right. They, they were taught to work hard and... If you want something, this is what you got to do to get it. Right, right. I spent a couple hours looking for it, and I couldn't find it. But years ago, like 100 years ago, a famous guy said that we're doomed because this generation coming up is lazy, blah, 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 doesn't know, was just totally downgrading the next generation. And that happens every generation. It does. So I'm sitting here listening to people badmouth millennials, and I'm like, wait a second. There's no way. And they're, they're super bright. And I've got millennials, too. Yep. And uh, I put my daughters up against anybody. Right? Right? I am a millennial, actually. I'm right. the first stage millennial. Awesome. 1983, man. Awesome. Very cool. I got no problems, so why should they? Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. I think it's our mindset that has to change, right? Everybody wakes up in the morning some days and goes, I don't want to go to work today. Right. It doesn't matter who you are or where you came from. It, right. it just happens. Right. Kick yourself in the butt and go to work. Right. <laughs> so how do you get selected? How do you choose? I'm, I'm sure if you're going to put eight weeks into somebody, you're yep. not just choosing anybody. Yeah. So how are you, what, what's, what's a person got to do to earn your, um, enough of your respect to invest eight weeks into them? Yeah. So our first class starts Monday. We hired the eight people three months ago. So okay. A, if you're not willing to wait for three months for an opportunity, you're probably not the right person. B, we do hiring events. So we had actually 130 apprentices or, or potential apprentices come into one event at six o'clock at night so if you didn't show up at six you're probably also not motivated yeah. um, and we did an hour-long public interview you had to stand up in front of the room speak in front of 130 people yada yada and if they didn't cut it they didn't cut it so we picked eight out of those 130 candidates 
perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So we're very vetted. We've got actually two females we're really excited about. Super cool. Yeah. And females in the trades, it needs to happen more. I mean, Absolutely. Let's be real about it. Yeah. There's no reason that uh, women can't do very well, especially in service work. Um, if you think about it. I mean, I would rather buy from a female. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, we're, you know, we're going, we're used to being a stranger going into houses. Yeah. But if you do a poll, when was the last time you had a stranger in your house? It's been a very long time for most people. Yeah. And so do you want a strange man coming into your house or a strange woman coming into your house? And most women would say a strange woman coming into their house, right? 100%. And, uh, and we all know our, our, our wives are super bright. Yep. And so these women are bright and can fix my wife can fix stuff just as fast as I can. hundred uh, percent. If not faster. Yeah. So certain things. Certain things. <laughs> my phone, please, just take care of it. Yeah, yeah. Right? I'm doing that for my wife. Yeah. <laughs> so you make him wait a little bit and then show up to a six o'clock interview yep. and then speak in public. Yep. Um, speak in public, things. stand up, tell us who you are, wh- what your passions are in life, what your motivation is. You have are. him do that in front of everybody else. Yep. It's Good about a I don't know, maybe a minute or two yeah. long deal. Like great to meet you Dennis why don't you go ahead and stand up and tell us all about yourself right and then they stand up and they you see them and some of them are really nervous it's it's right. hilarious to watch I love it right because uh, I'm one of those guys that'll make my I don't care if I look bad in front of a million people it's okay right if you judge I, I'm good with who I am so if you're yeah. not that's your problem not mine right right right, <laughs> right. Uh, but it's fun to play with them a bit and see some of the personalities that come through there. You meet a lot of interesting people. Right. Even the guys you don't hire, I mean, you, you make connections. Oh, for sure. Maybe for the future. I mean, it took sure. me 14 times to get a job as a plumber. Yeah. So, like, maybe you didn't cut it this time. I've got actually four different employees that interviewed with us through these hiring events over the years mm-hmm. that I didn't hire mm-hmm. three times in a row. And they made it in. Awesome. And they're some of my best guys. Awesome. But they came from, like, one of the guys, Jordan, that I'm thinking of is... He, he was a butcher at one point. Uh-huh, so he worked uh-huh. behind a counter cutting meat. Uh-huh. He's a vegetarian. Uh-huh. How does that go? Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, what, what are you doing, dude? And he's yeah. like, yeah, no, I don't eat meat. And it's like, but you're okay with cutting it. He's like, yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Very cool. That's like a bartender not drinking yeah. alcohol. Right? Totally. Yeah. And you meet a lot of those, actually. Yeah, yeah. What does a young person do that you know right away they're not going to work out? Like, what what are the turnoffs yeah. in he- behavior? Head down, attitude. Head uh, down. Head down, not, not not confident. Not eye contact. Not. I mean, you can you can be nervous. I'm cool with nervous. Right. That's, that's okay, right? Let's let's get some eye contact going. Yeah. Let's have a good yeah. conversation. Yeah. Let's talk. Right. When it's two-word answers, it's like, come on, man. Like, ask me a question so that you can answer better, if anything, right? Right, so. right. Right. Great questions always lead to great people, in my opinion. I mean, awesome. everything we do in life, no, none of us know what the heck we're doing when it comes to a lot of things, right? Absolutely. got to figure it out. And they got to show they're interested. If they're not interested, they won't ask questions. Exactly. Right? If you're not Very interested, cool. you don't need to be here. Awesome. Yep. You cut to the chase pretty fast. I mean, I'm kind of I'm kind of straightforward. Yeah. Not, not as much as my mom, but yeah. Yeah. Your mom's even more. My mom will call you out on anything. Awesome. Yeah. Our mom's made us for sure. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The reason you got into the business itself was because you couldn't find an environment you liked? Yeah. I was, I was just... So you're going to create it I, I need yourself? to be happy. So I don't know if you're ever taking personality tests, but I'm yeah. a very yellow personality. I like to have fun. Fun. It's yeah. all about fun to me. Yellow man. country, If it ain't yeah. fun, it ain't worth doing. It's bled through my company. It's bled through my life. Right. And not everything has to be fun the first time, but you got to figure out figure out how to make it fun, right? Right. I mean, right. I can think back to Hawaii. We used to race digging eight-foot holes in my hand. Be like, you dig that hole, I'll dig this hole. If I win, I'm buy- you're buying me lunch. You right. know? Let's right. make it fun. Absolutely. It's not fun, but let's make it yeah. fun. You know? my, my father-in-law, Gene Johnson, always said, if it's not fun, it's work, and who wants to work? 
right? Right. That's I'm easy. All about that. That's awesome. Yeah. What's what surprised you about the trade that you liked? Think, thinking back, just being a plumber, like what, what surprised you about about the trade itself? I mean, for me, I think it was just it was yeah, it fit right in. I mean, I got to be myself, and nobody judged me for it, right? Okay. Uh, okay. Being a cook, there was always the don't don't yell too loud in the kitchen, or you know, turn yeah. your music down, or like all these little rules. Right. Well, I can be myself as a plumber because okay. I can say what I need to say to get done right. what needs to get done. Awesome. Uh, so now that you're in business, what surprised you about business? Oh man, it's people. A hundred percent people. What's surprising about people? Great people make Besides a great everything. company, but mm-hmm. everybody's got something to complain about, right? And be grateful for. Yes. So we really push the positivity in the company because, right. Right. And, it, and it's just weird because, I mean, going through high school, I guess I was always kind of a leader throughout my life, just didn't know it. Right. Um, and when the reality of running a business slapped me in the face and growing people, I mean, I still have my first five employees. Right. And they didn't knew nothing when I hired them, just like I didn't knew nothing when I started. Right, right. And they're great people, man. And they have now started to grow the rest of the culture and the rest of the people. Very cool. Throughout business, all the responsibility, all the things that you would never think of. I mean, you might bill almost fourteen million in a year, and everybody's like, "Oh, this dude's got a yacht." It's like, no, I don't, bro. No, 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 no. <laughs> not even close. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, we bill a lot of money. It doesn't mean we make a lot of money. We, right. we make what we are deserved to make, and we probably deserve to make more. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I was really excited to meet you. Um, it being a local market, I know one thing that we've always prided ourselves in is being friends with everybody. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. So we, we've That's a great topic. Yet to come north in Seattle area, and. Uh, this is all new for us up north. We've always stayed down south in Tacoma. Yeah. But our first year, I remember us buying a bunch of 12 packs of beer and chocolates and everything. And Christmas came around right before we opened. And we went right. and knocked on every company's door and said, hey, how's it going? I'm Richard. This is Dan. We're opening up our services. Anything we can do for you guys, you let us know. And if you're available, we might have some stuff maybe you can do for us, too, right. if you're open to that. Right. And I would say 95% of the people were. And awesome. then there was about 5% of them that are like, all right. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So uh, I love that. I learned early on because uh, this is my second trade as well. Yeah. And um, I at first thought of everybody as my competition. That's yep. kind of how it was set up. I was told this is your competition. But um, probably five years into it, someone told me that, no, this is a golf course and we're all playing the golf course, you know? And that kind of opened my eyes. And then as I focused more on my own thing, I realized one day I hadn't thought of another company in, in, it was actually years yeah. since I'd thought about anybody else. It's like, I'm just doing my thing. I'm not worried about anybody else. But so many, especially when you start out in business, you think, even I've noticed a guy, if he leaves me and starts his own business, it's like yeah. he doesn't talk to me, like he's my enemy or something. But right. if he's going to start, I was like, bless you, let's do this, right? Yeah. I so, mean, and I'm sure you have it. We have employees that have gone and started their own thing. Yeah. They can call me today and I'll give them advice. I'm not, Absolutely. I'm not mad. Good for you. Yeah. Absolutely. You and the better, should. Yeah, and the better the competition, uh, the better it is for all of us, right? Well, here's the deal. We've got 3 million people in the South Territory. We've got 4 million up north, or right. give or take some. I can't serve 4 million people, man. No. And I definitely can't serve 7. So no. together, let's set the market where it should be so that right. we're all profitable. We all have great places to be. Right. And I mean, you know as well as I do there's all those employees that bounce around. They work yeah. for all of us at one yeah. point or another and yeah. they, they make it back sometimes. Right. Um, and the grass ain't always greener on the other side. Exactly. It's all about what you put into it, not what you get out of it. Right. Do you have any any thoughts on, this is going a little bit past apprenticeship, but yeah. any thoughts on if a guy, how, 
like I'm not sure that everybody should be in business for themselves, right? Because yeah. like, there's, there's a lot of guys that bounce around, one or two guys, and they can never grow. And it's like they maybe, maybe would have been better in a business culture yeah. in someone else's culture. Is there, do you know any uh, attributes or, 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 or habits or how can you tell if, if you're a guy that should start your own business or if you're a guy that should thrive in someone else's business? That's a tough question. I, mean, I think it's a real question I, we got to talk about, though, I right? I think I walked around for 15 years saying I'll never own my own company. Right. I don't want to deal with it. It's too much. Right. And people have natural leadership skills. No different than I didn't know that I was a leader when I was younger, even yeah. though I was, because everybody yeah. was always saying, what are we doing this weekend, Rachel? Yeah. yeah like, so how do, you know if guys, how do you know if a guy's a leader? What, you what? watch them. So by watching them, paying attention to their attributes, how they're rolling, how they're supporting their teammates, things like that, you kind of learn that, right? Not, Taking care of their teammates? Yeah, I mean, it's all about helping people out. Yeah, helping when, people. When you're so, I don't want to say selfish, but I do want to say selfish. Yeah. When you're all about the money or all about the return of whatever it is you're doing and not about the giving, I mean, that's that's not a great uh, yeah. equation, right? So leaders take care of other people. I mean, yeah, the more you give, the more you get, right? Right, absolutely. And sometimes that comes natural to people and other times it doesn't. Yeah, for right? sure. For sure. Very cool. I know, uh, you know, going back to the Steve Allen conversation, I guess. Yeah. He he always gave me anything I needed. I mean, I could talk to him. It wasn't always pleasant conversations, but it was always he was always willing, right? Right, right. And that's important. Um, as a young leader growing, if I wouldn't have had that, who knows where I'd be today. Right. So I try and give the same to everybody else, you know? That was my, my last question. Is there a mentor out there that you appreciate you want to give a shout out to? I would say Steve Allen and Ken Davis, actually, his okay. service manager at, at Allen's Plumbing, man. If okay. it wasn't for those two, who knows where I'd be today. Uh, right. I was a punk kid. That and how did, yeah, so what did, what, what, what was it about their mentorship that allowed you to take it? <laughs> so Steve told a story yesterday that I completely forgot about. I yeah. showed up in no shoes, no deodorant, yada, yada, right? I was a 20-year-old hippie kid in Maui. Yeah. And he goes, you know, Richard, they make a thing called deodorant. Yeah. He had no problem telling me these types of little things, how right. I showed up. Right. I didn't see it. To me, I was just being me. Right. And without somebody to let me know that, like, what the heck are you doing, bro? Yeah. There's buddy? a better way. There's a better way. <laughs> yeah. Boy, it's time to grow up, basically. Right. And, right. Uh, it, so straightforward. Yeah, straightforward. Yeah. Not disrespectful. Direct with respect, which is one of our company core values. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. We got to tell each other stuff because we right. don't always see everything, right? Right. Those guys really helped me with that. Right. Um, Ken would be out till midnight with me on jobs when, if I needed it. Steve always answered his phone. He was always there for me. Right. We would sit in the office sometimes. I actually went to Oahu and helped him open up uh, another branch. And me and him would sit in the office at night. We slept in the shop during the weeknights and did work in the daytimes. We would just talk for hours. Uh -huh. Later on in life, after I had left and moved to Washington, he goes, you know, Richard, I always wondered why you asked me so many damn questions. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, I knew you were going to open your yeah. company. I'm like, that's funny because I didn't. So yeah. I mean. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Richard, thanks for coming on. Absolutely. So, such a pleasure to meet you for sure. Yeah, thanks for having me. You Look forward it. to the future. For sure. Absolutely. All right, cool.